The Creature by Trevor Allen Chapter 8 Before I departed, there was a task to perform. The remains of the thing I have destroyed were scattered all over the lab. I didn't want to leave anything behind. I placed it into a basket with a number of stones and went aboard a little boat. I sailed out a few miles from shore and threw it all into the sea. I listened to the gurgling sound as it sunk and then sailed away from the spot. Suddenly, clouds hid the moon and the wind rose. The waves became very rough. It was dawn when I finally reached the coast. I saw a small town and entered the harbour. You there, could you tell me the name of this town? You'll know that soon enough. Come, sir. You must follow me to the magistrate to give an account of yourself. Why should I give an account of myself? A gentleman was found murdered here last night. All strangers and foreigners are to be questioned. If you have nothing to hide, you'll be set free. Now come with me. They took me to the morgue to identify the body. When they removed the cover, I saw the lifeless corpse of Henry Clerval stretched out before me. I became hysterical. I found him coming from the town to see you. I don't remember much more about those days. I just wanted to speak to him. To tell him your terrible secret. I blamed myself for his death. But he tried to run away. So I stopped him. My ravings, as I afterwards heard, were frightful. I have to admit, murder was on my mind. Fortunately, a local fisherman had seen me far out at sea at the time of the murder. Like father, like son. So, when I regained my senses, Everything I had said was put down to grief over my friend's death, and I was released. Do you think the screams of your friend were music to my ears? The only thing that kept me alive was a desire to return to my family and Elizabeth, to protect them from harm. I could destroy, but that didn't satisfy me. I still craved the things that I couldn't have. I took passage on board a vessel, bound for home. And once again, you left me all alone. On my arrival, Elizabeth met me, and it was as if we had never been apart. She was radiant and overjoyed to see me. The preparations had been made for our wedding. It was agreed that immediately after the ceremony, we would travel to Lake Como and spend our first 
days of happiness there. I told her I loved her, but that I had a secret that I could not reveal to anyone. I promised to tell her everything the next day. But for the moment, I could not bring myself to reveal the details of Claval's death or my involvement. I wanted friendship, but I was spurned. After the ceremony was performed, a large party assembled at my father's. But Elizabeth and I began our journey that day. I wanted love, but I was denied. I took every precaution to defend myself in case the creature should openly attack me. I carried pistols and daggers with me. I wanted to live like a man. My hunting rifle was never out of reach. But I was forced to become an animal. It was already evening when we landed. We walked on the shore for a little while. Those were the happiest moments of my life. I had been calm during the day, but as soon as night began to obscure the shapes of things, a thousand fears arose in my mind. Every sound terrified me. We entered the villa and, as she had promised, Elizabeth retired for the night. I paced the house, watching for any sign of the creature. I followed you every step of the way. I pledged that I would sell my life dearly. The mistake I had made would be corrected. One or both of us would be dead before dawn. I was condemned to death the day I was born. Was this justice? It was nearly midnight when Elizabeth came down. I told her that I would come to bed soon, after I made one more check of the doors and windows. She left me with a kiss. I stuck to my lonely vigil, uncertain if the demon had actually followed me. Am I a demon? When all mankind sinned against me. I found no trace of it, and I had decided that something must have happened to prevent its appearance when... I only wanted to speak to her. I heard a scream. To tell her what you couldn't bring yourself to admit. It came from Elizabeth's room. That I was your creation. I froze. Your son. The whole truth rushed into my mind. She screamed as soon as she saw me. I ran upstairs. She fainted before I could say anything. My heart was pounding when I found the door locked. When I grabbed her, it was just to pick her up. I forced the lock. I was going to put her on the bed and leave. I threw the door open. The look on your face changed my mind. If I'd only been faster... It was quick. I could have saved her. Painless. I heard a snap. She didn't suffer. I fired both pistols at the monster as it jumped out the window. I clung to a tree outside and watched. She was thrown across the bed. 
the, the mark of the fiend on her neck. There was nothing I could do. A quiet death. It's more than you or I can hope for. I looked up and saw it outside, grinning at me. It was then that evil became my good. I tried to reload, but it ran as fast as lightning and plunged into the lake. September 8th. We are still surrounded by mountains of ice and in imminent danger of being crushed. The cold is excessive, and many of my unfortunate crew have already found a watery grave in this scene of desolation. I can't help but feel responsible. Frankenstein has declined in health. He will not eat or sleep and a feverish fire glimmers in his eyes whenever he talks about his quest, but when he stops, he rapidly sinks again into apparent lifelessness. I have encountered many forms of death since I first put to sea. Until today, I would have said that dying of a broken heart was just a romantic notion. Now I'm not so certain. It is true that I am a monster. I was in a cloud of horror. I have murdered the young and the innocent. The death of William. The execution of Justine. The murder of Clerval. I have strangled the helpless as they slept. And now my wife. And crossed to death the throats of those who never injured me or any living thing. At that moment, was my family still safe from the fiend? I returned home with all possible speed. I pursued my creator to utter ruin. When I reached my home, my father and brother still lived, but my father sank under the tidings that I bore. I have condemned him to misery. He could not live with the tragedy that had accumulated around him. My heart was fashioned to respond to love and sympathy. His heart broke. I was wrenched by misery to vice and hatred. He died in my arms. My soul endured the violence of change with such torture that you cannot possibly imagine. One night, I entered the cemetery where my family, Claval and Elizabeth, rested. I imagined their souls hovering over me, accusing me. But everything was silent. I wept. Satisfied, I knelt on the grass 
and swore to pursue the demon who had caused this misery until either it or I should perish. And then I heard its voice. You have determined to live, and I am satisfied. Follow me, if you dare. It was then that my quest began, which will only come to an end when we are both destroyed. I have crossed a vast portion of the earth and endured intense hardships. Many times I have stretched my frozen body out upon the icy plain and prayed for death. But revenge has kept me alive. <coughs> Promise me, Walton, that if anything should happen to me, you would continue my quest. Swear to me. Swear you will kill this monster if you ever see it. I swear. I thought that at least one of us was insane, and I didn't believe that either of us would be getting out of the Arctic alive. So of course I swore. I couldn't tell him the truth. That I... was no longer interested in seeking a northern route by sea. That we had only enough food to last until the winter, and the chances were that we would all die of the cold first. You need to eat. To keep your strength up. If it's still out there... If? Walton, I hope to God that you take this threat seriously. A watch is posted on deck. There has been no sign of him. It! Don't let it fool you. It may look like a man, but it is a demon. Sent to destroy all those that I come into contact with. And I am afraid that this includes you now, my dear captain. Then by all means continue. I'd like to know why I've been condemned to death. Very well. I followed its trail for months. Sometimes peasants, scared by a horrid apparition, told me which way it had gone. And sometimes it even left messages for me to find, fearing that if I lost all trace of it, I would despair and die. Messages? I don't know how. <laughs> but it had learned to write. It would leave inscriptions on animal skins or carved into the ice and snow. The last one read, Prepare yourself. Wrap these furs around you and provide enough food. We shall begin a journey where your sufferings will satisfy my everlasting hatred. I spent the last of my fortune on a sled and dogs. I followed it north until I saw the ocean in the distance. I gained on it, so much so that when I reached the ocean, the creature was only one day's journey ahead. 
With new courage, I pressed on and arrived at a village on the seashore. I asked the inhabitants about it and learned that a monster had arrived during the night. It put the occupants of the cottage to flight and had carried off their store of winter food by placing it on a dog sled. It then pursued its journey across the ice in a direction that led to no land. They said that it would be destroyed by the breaking up of the ice or frozen by the eternal cold and that I was mad to follow it. <laughs> I had to agree with them. Our cast included Paul Rosenfield, Philip Hoffman, and Boramax Kochnar. The entire production was under the direction of yours truly, Alika Spencer Kochnar, and stage managed by Miranda Whipple. Original composition, sound design, and sound engineer for this presentation created by Gregory James Holmes. Video elements assembled by Philip Hoffman and episode art designed by me. This is Alika Spencer Kochnar, Chief Talent Officer at the Dragon, inviting you to return for the final chapter in the Dragon's podcast presentation of The Creature, written by Trevor Allen. In Chapter 9, do you dream, Captain? Frankenstein's tale comes to an end, and Captain Walton makes a promise on his friend's deathbed. Captain Walton and the creature meet for the first time, resulting in the captain making a life-altering decision. Tune in next week to hear the harrowing conclusion of our tale. Dragon is a nonprofit that depends upon the generosity and participation of you. No gift is too large or too small to make an enormous impact. You can feed the dragon directly online at www.dragonproductions.net forward slash CRE donate. All proceeds made from this link will go directly back to the dragon, as well as the artists that made this podcast possible, because only together can we help the arts thrive. Thank you so much for listening.